Yes, so I'm from Princeton Junction, New Jersey, near Maddie, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Very near me. Um, yes. And I don't know if you know the street, uh, Route 571 going up toward in Princeton. I was 18 years old, a senior in high school in March of 08, uh -huh. ready to go to college, everything of the sort. And I was trying to beat my friends to Taco Bell for lunch. We were allowed to, we were allowed to leave during lunch during my senior year okay. uh, for, uh, and it was probably the only day ever that I can remember that I drove by myself, which ended up being important in the end. I, um, my car, I can't remember, but my car was going very fast. It flipped out of control. I hit my head oh and my um, was knocked out for the next, I spent three and a half weeks in a coma. Then, That's a long time. then I was, again, this is all way before I can actually remember. I went from a coma to what is called a vegetative state, which I'm certain a lot of the people who are, will listen to this understand very much. Uh -huh. So I wasn't technically comatose anymore, but I can't remember any of that time either. I, um, the first day that I can remember is May 9th. I will, because it was the first day that I was allowed to visit my, to leave the therapy center for the day to go home, um, to visit just my house for the first time in the two months. So that day at least sticks out in my mind. Absolutely. But um, a lot of my early recovery is gone. And so I spent, what, three months in inpatient rehab. Fortunately, I was able to get out of the rehab sooner than a lot of people would because my brain started to come back. I was very, I was very, my, the whole right side of my body, I apologize for not mentioning, was paralyzed after my injury because I, I hit the left side of my head in the car accident. So um, I was doing physical therapy, but I didn't need to be living in the therapy center anymore. Actually, I was going kind of crazy okay. um, being in there by myself all the time. So uh, for the next year and a half, I was in outpatient therapy. And I believe similar to something I read from what Maddie wrote that um, on the one year anniversary of my injury, March 3rd, 2009, that was the, the day that I got rid of the cane. I was wow. like, you know, you know what? I'm using this cane as a crutch instead of to help me. It's not going to help me move forward. I have to get rid of it. That's so amazing. From that point on, it's been me. I had the first goal was to... Um, start college in the fall of 2009. So after I took one year off and then went to, wanted to go to college at the University of Miami is where I had been accepted and where I had chosen to um, study. And so I went to college. I was all excited. Yes, I made it. Sorry? I said, that's incredible. Sorry. I'm yeah, really I, I spent the, I had spent that whole year by myself, just in outpatient therapy. When I say by myself, my father especially has been with me the entire way, but all my friends had gone to college. It was me. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's tough. Um, and I'm sure it's certain both of you guys and anyone else can relate to it that, you know, everyone cares, but it's, it's important to be able to rely on yourself to motivate yourself yeah, because in the end life goes on as much as people care and things like that life goes on for most people and you're still stuck in the same situation so you have to work a lot on your own 
And um, so I made it to college and college was very, very, very difficult. I was not necessarily anticipating the amount of physical difficulties that I would have, but we made it through, you know, I built up a lot of defense mechanisms. I learned how to ask people for help. I was very open with people because I um, needed help to get from place to place. I had to bum rides from everyone. Just, you know, the campus, Miami's campus was small, not huge, but still, I mean, I had just stopped using the cane and it was very difficult, especially in the Miami heat, in the humidity. Yes. It was brutal. So um, I adapted and I did well enough. I My grades weren't as good as they would have been because I had to learn how to think again, how to study again mm -hmm. after my injury. But um, I adapted and was able to graduate in four years. That's Congratulations. amazing. Congratulations. That, um, I mean, thanks. I, that, that was then. That was 2013. This is still a bunch of years ago. I'm I have a question in terms of getting yourself ready for college. You said you took a year off and were focusing on the outpatient rehab. Like yeah. what were the main challenges that you felt that you had to be able to overcome in order to get to a point where you could move out to Miami, go to college I mean, by yourself? I had to walk. I did not want to go to college with a cane. I didn't want right. to go with it. Yeah. And I was in my, I could have, but, um, I didn't want to. And so I was in physical therapy every day, out, mm -hmm. occupational therapy every day to uh, my right hand. I'm right handed by nature. So it, I, it was very challenging. It was too challenging for me to handwrite again with my right hand. So I became incredibly quick. I've become incredibly quick typing with my left hand. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, again, you adapt, you adjust to, again, the beauty of the brain as I've written and spoken in other um, pieces, the brain can really adapt and you can do incredible things if you're given no other opportunity but to work and do that. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, can I definitely ask, because I know you said the physical, just if you could maybe like the limitations you had. Right. I expand know on that a bit. Oh, yeah, sorry. Just, yeah. So I, again, I injured... I hit the left side of my head. So it was the right side of my body predominantly. Um, I couldn't walk because my, my, my leg and my arm were both there. My leg was very weak. Just the connection from, I didn't break any bones somehow in my injury, but um, the connection, my nerve connection was totally destroyed. So I couldn't move my leg and um I had no control of my leg and it was just a matter of gaining back strength and gaining my balance back okay. and gaining my confidence back that I could go from place to place without falling over. And I fell over quite a lot of times. So, um, but you get back up and you go, right? And you were able to go to college without the cane. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I brought the cane, but I only for long distances and stuff like I would, University of Miami's got a very big uh, football program, and I, I'd go to the football games. Again, you make friends quickly when uh -huh. you need help to get from place to place. You know, my roommates would uh, bring me in the wheelchair. I took the wheelchair to the football games, Smart. which I wasn't, which again, I didn't, wasn't thrilled with, but I didn't want to miss the uh, experiences. So right. I got the kind of experience that I could. I joined a fraternity, but 
that ended up not working out. I needed, I couldn't spend enough time in the frat. I needed to do physical therapy. Right. Um, it was much more important. You know, I needed to study a little bit longer than other people because I couldn't remember quite as well as a non-brain injured person. Um, but I learned that talking to the teachers and building a relationship with professors, to anyone who read it, listening to this, who's still in school, that's the secret. Mm-hmm. Build relationships with your professors. And, you know, as soon as I would stay after class and not be a teacher's pet, but like have a conversation with the professor so he or she knew who I was and knew what I had overcome and knew what I was going through. And I became quickly a person rather than just a name on a exactly yeah and it made a huge difference and that I'm sure they're more understanding then oh too. Certainly. and yeah and I got I got a lot of a minuses because <laughs> my 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 belief I love seeing the a minus because I didn't deserve an a but they didn't want to give me a b Aww, <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's really bad but I I got a ton of a minuses in college <laughs> and and I always knew every minus that I got I'm like oh yeah I that was purely because of the hard the additional work I put in along with studying for the outside of class, which was funny. But um, I'm focusing a lot on college, which I don't necessarily want. I'm proud of what's happened since, you know. Since then, absolutely. But I do really find that really important and inspiring because I, like, I was told I was applying for my um, master's because I already had my bachelor's and my college um academic advisor point blank told me i don't think you're ready for this i don't think you can handle this you just had brain surgery so i had like a whole bunch of people tell me no that's just done for you so to hear you say that you took a year off and then went and accomplished it is really motivating inspiring and i hope younger survivors because i really wish i wouldn't have heard that because it just completely made me give up on a whole dream and a whole other life because I was like, I can't do it now. Yeah. It's, um, it's really been adaptation, you know, I mean, I, I have the same, I I had the same goals to go to school, to do this, to be successful as everyone does before any injury. And I still wanted to be able to accomplish those tasks, those goals, but you had to you find another way. Yeah. So after graduating, I graduated college with a degree in finance and marketing. And I started working for a hedge fund in South Florida as well. And um, I had prior to my injury, I was very big. My, my, dad's a math, my dad's a business guy. I was So I was on the same track, analytical thinking, everything of the sort. Mm-hmm. After my injury, that was no longer me. So I was, I got my, I had my job in the finance world. I had my own office. It was really cool. You know, I'm this 23 year old uh, in my own office working and it was the kiss of death because I needed um, exposure. Like I was stuck in the room by myself all day and was just with the computer and I was going crazy. It just Mm -hmm. wasn't working just with my new brain. I couldn't do it. So I quit the job and ended up going back for graduate school. At Miami? Uh, I ended up going to a school, Florida International University, for a master's degree in hotel management. Because, again, going along the lines of the adaptation, um, I I, I realized in college, one, that 
if any of you or any injured person has suffered from what is called disinhibition, if you guys know of it. If you could explain. Can you explain it? Uh, Maybe. Right, right. Yeah, it's, a, it's something that I hit my left temporal lobe. And one of the consequences is something called disinhibition, where you're less inhibited from saying certain things. Or oh, doing. yes. Okay. So at first, back when I was 18, 19, it was a bad thing. I would say and do inappropriate things. Like no filter? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I had no filter. And um but as I developed, as my brain kind of came back, I used that to my advantage where mm -hmm. I, I could tell what was right and what was wrong. But deep down, I have no filter. So it turned into a really good way for me to meet people because I have no social anxiety. Right. So I could start a conversation. If there was someone in a room that I wanted to talk to, I'll find a way to start a conversation with he or she. Uh-huh. And I so love how you look at it at, at the positives of it. Oh, it's, it's become, we made it into the most positive thing possible. You know, I, while I was at Miami, I had the most friends. I was the most popular kid. One, because I walked differently and people could remember me because of that. And two, I just uh, talked to everyone. You know, I, um, it was fun. All of the athletes, again, it's a very big sports school. So I was buddies with all of the, uh, the superstar athletes that no one was willing to talk to. I'd be having conversations during lunch with them. It was fun, you know? And um, so with that new skill of my ability to approach people, and I was good at learning languages. Part of my injury, I could just remember languages. I spoke Mandarin because I studied that in school, in high school prior to, and that was important in the hotel world. So all of those came together and I decided, you know what, hotel management is the place for me. So I ended up getting my master's in two years in. Check you oh, out. Sorry? Yeah. Wow. I said, check you out. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, hotel management. And I spent one of the summers doing an internship in Hong Kong. It was my first time um, working abroad, really living abroad oh, so for cool. three months. And it was incredible. I loved it. It was incredible. The job was really tough and it was hard because I was a front desk agent and I was standing up all day and it was tough on my legs. And then, and then commuting, walking back and forth the miles to my apartment. It wasn't easy, but we made it through and I just enjoyed living in Asia. And um, it really made the d decision like I made the right decision for hotel management. So after getting my degree, my first job offer was to move to Bangkok. Wow. Totally random. I got, <laughs> I got, I interviewed, I, I'm sorry, I applied for a worldwide kind of posting for the job. And um, they came back to me. I interviewed, I spoke to them in a couple different languages. I spoke to them in Chinese and then um I was working at a hotel at the time and that what the interviewer couldn't understand what I was saying. So I could have been just talking gibberish. It was funny, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, again, talking about approaching people, you know, when the Chinese guest was talking to me and I was able to speak to them in Mandarin and then speak to the guest from Africa in South Africa in Swahili another language that I just picked up a couple of um, phrases from and then Spanish, wow. because I lived in Miami. I don't mm -hmm. speak Spanish as well as you, Maddie. Porque, <laughs> pero yo hablo un poquito español. So, That's uh, good. Oh, I, know. I, have to, I have to say, Chris, this is like, 
especially amazing for me to hear from you because I think I've mentioned to you that one of my like huge life goals is I also want to live and work abroad and particularly in Spain. Yeah. And it's good to hear that even like after the injury and everything that like, it, it's not a dream to give up on, you know, like this is still yeah. something that could very much happen. You'd, you'd be amazed at people abroad, people just in general that each of them are, and maybe not everyone, but I'd, but maybe a stereotype, people are naturally good. Mm-hmm. People are naturally, they want to help, you know, and me being someone who's a confident young man, I don't necessarily always want the help, but, but for, I'm sorry, that's for someone who is 18, 19, 20 years old, who's in a situation where they need help, but they don't want the help. Right. Embrace it. Embrace it. I, I should because it can make all the difference, you know? So especially in a country, some of these countries like Thailand, the people are incredible. So um, you're right, Maddie. I tell you it is possible to work and live abroad regardless of your abilities or disabilities. And That's I, so amazing yeah, to hear. And I suggest it because it just makes it. And for me, every day is a little bit more special i guess because of what i've because of my perspective because of where i was right you know i don't yeah i don't like the the cliche term like oh what i've been through but you know it's it's nice to be able to draw everything back to 2008 when i woke up paralyzed in a hospital bed it does put it into perspective now i'm living alone in freaking thailand you know it's it's cool well, and hearing what? you be able to speak so many languages really exciting. Yeah, it's again, I, I've, I've realized I've, I've been able to see the benefits of my injury. Mm-hmm. You know, what course, happened? What happened in terms of like therapy when you moved abroad? I'd be interested to hear. Like. Did you do, do you do exercises on your own or how yeah, did that work? I, yeah, I, I've been, I'm using the gym all the time, wherever I am. Yeah. It's um, mm-hmm. in Thailand because that's where I've been for four years. That's really where I would call my home now. Um, the, the medicine, the medical system is incredible in Thailand. The hospitals are great. The therapies are great if necessary. I've had surgeries in Thailand and things oh, like that. Really? Wow. Oh yeah, I had um, what a lot of people will know what a baclofen pump is. A, yes. Uh, uh, Maddie, you know? Do you I, have it? I d- no, I don't. I never, oh, well, well, I never had one, but just yeah, heard of I, it. I, I think you get a lot of Botox. I used to get a hundred mm. Botox every three months, and that gets tiring really quickly. I'm getting it on Thursday. And, <laughs> um, and uh, Maddie, I'm sorry that um, you probably won't get used to it. It's hard to get used to. To get used to what the baclofen? No, to get used to just getting shot every three, four months over and over and over again. Oh, That's... it doesn't bother me, to be honest. Right. Okay. I like needles have never even before my injury, like needles right. never bothered me or anything. Like I don't it I don't care at all. The so, it's whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Right. I really don't. Right. I didn't know I'm talking to the strong, 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 strong girl. No, oh no. yeah. No, Maddie. Maddie's wonderful, but she has like, she's like, nope, I don't feel that. Nope. Very right. high pain tolerance. All right. Okay. It, yeah. It's just, um, it, it's just a hassle. And so I got, I had a baclofen pump 
installed and planted in my stomach back in 2010. Do you mind explaining just because I don't know if every listener knows what yeah, that is, I just don't. what it is. Hey, Mepofen pump, it goes in your stomach or wherever it goes, and there's a catheter running up my spine up to T2 in my spine. And the baclofen is medicine that has an alleviating uh, – it's for pain. It's made, For me, it's for spasticity. It right. helps to relieve spasticity, to loosen out the muscles in general. And so the, the pump is filled with the baclofen and just on a daily basis, depending on how much you need, the baclofen, the computer in my stomach will push the baclofen up the catheter and release it into my spinal fluid and have it go um, throughout my body. Did, did it function for you like similar to Botox? Um, again, I've had it now for 10 years, so I can't necessarily, uh, but yes, it did. It's had, it's had positive effects. I don't need to get the Botox shots anymore. And then you don't need to go back every couple of months. Uh, no, exactly. I need to go back once every six months to get the pump refilled. And that's just getting one, um, shot in the stomach. That's where it just had the pump refilled. But after five years, the battery ran out, so I had to get a set, I had to get a new pump, and I did that in Bangkok with no issue. Wow! Really? Wow! Oh yeah, yeah, and for probably one twentieth the price that it would have been in the U.S. Jeez, I know. I honestly, with the healthcare here, a lot of times I'm like, just let's move somewhere else. Thailand. <laughs> Thailand. Tony, let's move abroad. Yeah, let's go to Thailand. We're out of here. Let's move to Thailand. <laughs> Island. yeah we have yeah. our list of places we're apparently going to is just growing longer and longer by the day we're like oh we want to go to australia like let's go but, to new zealand thailand but, but thailand number one because the cool thing about living in thailand for me well for anyone it's really it's in the middle of asia mm-hmm. it's so, a prime location yeah so i mean i can fly to vietnam to cambodia to laos to Phuket, anything within one hour. They're all one hour flights. It's incredible. And they're all so That's amazing. Yeah, you know, that again, going back to the perspective thing that all of us should be proud of, that, you know, it's really cool that I'm that, you know, my and I don't mean to brag that I had to get a new passport after two years because I ran out of pages in the passport. <sighs> Oh, makes me happy. That's you know? my life goal. Yeah. Just to run out of pages. Yeah. So it's um I'm very frustrated now because I, I, I was all like proud of myself. It's so cool. Now I've got the extra thick, I've got the double passport. Like, oh yeah, look at me. Nice. I'm gonna try and fill it out so quickly. And then COVID happened. So and you can't use it. So it's empty and it's very it's very very sad. But um no, it's uh it's cool, you know, any the advice that I would give that I want to give to anyone, especially, you know, I've, I was late to this Instagram game, the brain injury, the brain injury and just stroke victim. So were um, we. <laughs> uh, and it's incredible. The community is incredible. And I wish I had gotten involved with it earlier, but you know, most we all say that every <laughs> person we talk to is just like, like, so, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah. So huge shout out to anyone you're listening. You're like, I don't want to talk. I'm telling you, yeah. just like it s- will help. Send a message. I know you may not want to interview or publicly speak, but just reach privately out to us. talking. Yeah. Just talk to someone. 
you talking know, to someone who understands. Yeah. Most of the people that I've been dealing that I've at least started conversations with are one year out, six months out, two years out of their injury. And I'm like, Hey man, Hey miss, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 12. My injury was 12 and a half years ago and I'm still improving. That's so great to say, you know, that I, that as long as you can really buy into the feeling of, again, my little saying that I, that I came up with, I gave a speech a couple of years ago in Singapore and my saying was keep moving forward. And I've stuck with that, that that's, if you can embody that physically and mentally, any, any injuries that you may still have, you know, even 12 years later that, you know, I just posted a video yesterday. It was the best that I've walked in 12 and a half years. That's amazing. You know, and it's incredible. It's, it's, it's an incredible feeling. Of course, if it was three years, whatever, how long ago your injury was, I'm feeling better than I have in the last 12 and a half years. It's amazing. Thank you. 12 and a half years and still making progress. Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah. And the biggest thing is I can be optimistic and think that tomorrow is going to be the best day yet. You know, it's really cool that I, I, we, each of us have control of our improvement because of how the brain works. We're all young, we're all young, um, injured persons. Our brains are very sharp. Our brains are still very active. You know, when I was um, way back in therapy, way back when, I'm certain that you guys experienced the same thing. Um, My peers in therapy were mainly older stroke Older victims. people, yes. And, you know, I mean, I was 18. I was fresh. I <laughs> am fresh. And um, I was like, if I couldn't do something the first day, by the next day, I could do that. And I was ready to move on to the next thing, you know. And that wasn't the same. It wasn't the same for the 75, 80-year-old sitting next to me working on struggling with the same thing. And um, it so works to your advantage. I mean, it, it was it, it, it not to it's just that the fact of life was that in our young age, we have the opportunity to improve vastly quicker and further. More easily malleable. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that we should all take advantage of. And every minute of every day that you sit waiting and being upset about yourself or just being frustrated or lost or sad or whatever, it's a wasted second because exactly every second matters. And again, I, I think that I'm good proof of that, that I'm 12 and a half years out. And now I've been, I've been stuck here in the United States for the past five months because of the virus and I've had nothing to do, but physical therapy. And it's, right. You know, it's uh, it's helped me out because I'm improving again. That's so, so amazing to hear. I'm really I'm, glad you said that. Yeah, especially because, and I think it's even more powerful that it's right after like Alex's interview because he's still early in and he's like, I'm not really recovering. And I keep trying to tell everyone, like, it was our brain that was injured. It's going to, t- it's a lifetime recovery. It, like, exactly. You know, saying 12 years out, that like rehab did help makes me be like, maybe I do need to reach out for the mental things that I have problems with because that can help four years out, five years out. I really think that, 
Go ahead. No, Maddie, you first. I was just going to say, I really think that this conversation is going to resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, I hope so. It's, um, it's again, it's something that I, I say a lot. You have to embrace it. You have to embrace the journey that, again, I am the most optimistic person in the world because just like I said earlier, tomorrow, August 19th, 2020, is going to be the best day of my new life. I love that. I love I'm going to be because even if I don't feel it physically, I know mentally that my brain is a day better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's the most important thing that every day we have unique opportunities and we have unique, uh, unique perspectives because of where we were compared to a quote unquote normal able-bodied person that has never had to overcome the significant difficulties that we have, it gives us an advantage in a way to find happiness easier and find optimism and continued effort easier because of where we all were and where we are today. And it's something that everyone should be proud of and it should help to move them forward. I love that you said that. That's amazing. Do you even feel um, a little bit because of what we've had to go through and constantly having, you know, to motivate yourself, pick yourself back up that I almost feel like in the brain injury community with the COVID and everything that's been going on, we're still struggling, but it's like, we've been isolated. We've had to, you know, yeah, we've had that experience. Yeah. That's yeah. I didn't even think about it, but it's very true. It's a fair point again. Yeah, we have dealt with a lot of stuff. It's it's any negative situation that we've obviously we've had to deal with it. So we're more capable, we're more ready to deal with it again. Hopefully it's something that won't last for a long time, any of this. But yeah, exactly. You guys are correct. Great. Um, and, all right. I guess anything, any last things you want to end with? Uh, again, the biggest thing is to continue making an effort to embrace the journey. That was the most important thing to me. Embrace the journey and keep moving forward. Enjoy every day and know that as long as you keep working hard and keep focused and keep trying your best, you're going to keep getting better and better. It's a very good, a very good, um, tip or idea if you're upset is take a video recording of yourself if you have trouble walking if you have, whatever you have trouble with uh, for me it's walking for me it's using my right hand uh, take a video of yourself today and then watch it in two or three or four months and be like oh my gosh i can't believe that was me yeah i love doing that i yes. love that um, yeah, I'm going through photos of just uh, videos and stuff of me in 2017. I went to uh, Beijing for this. Um, I, I posted it on my Instagram a couple of days ago of um, this like this really special gate training program that I was expecting perfect results. I was going to live in some weird, crazy Chinese hospital for three months. Obviously, I was expecting really big results to 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 say, stop my life for the three months and do it. And um, I saw a video today of me walking out of there for the first time. And I remember that time, like being so happy, like, oh my gosh, I'm finally getting it. Like I'm walking for the first time with my hip not falling out of place. This is amazing. 
and I'm look. I just looked at it today, and it's like it's like it was a joke because the comparison. It's like light years. I'm light years. You, you know what? I just had an idea. Maybe if you wanted to send me and Tani some like comparison, like photos or videos, like before and after, maybe we could add that along with the podcast because that okay. would be, I think, really. Oh um, yeah, really good for a lot of people to see like, oh, like you're talking a lot about how you're walking yeah. compared to like 10 years yeah. ago or whatever's improved a lot. Like if we could see some of, uh, yeah. some so, of what you have. Well, on the Do you guys on the podcast, do you guys put Instagram handles and stuff? Or, yes. Yeah, so, well, yeah, I post a lot of it right on my Instagram, which is the best of totally. everything. Oh, great. We also yeah, right. So, yeah, okay, so we'll Instagram just share it from be, there. Would be the easiest, yeah, because okay, that's, okay. yeah. We can, yeah, we can we can like add a video clip or like link to your Instagram video. Yeah, that would be, I think that that would be a good, well, I think it would be just be a good idea in my Instagram, but then I will also, I, I've got one exactly exact China video is what I called it hmm. from, the, from there. And then I'll send that one from the China. It was my, so the Chinese therapy, you were, you, I spent one month in a wheelchair again. I didn't need the wheelchair, but they, the idea was to kind of have a restart. Mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I spent one month in a wheelchair and then it was like my first time getting up and walking again after that first month. And I was way overweight cause I hadn't worked out in a month. And um, <laughs> I start walking and, and I, I can remember watching the video a million times and seeing for the first time, my hip wasn't coming out. I was so excited. Oh, that's and, awesome. I, and I'll share that video versus the video, a video that I've taken over the last couple of days. And it's incredible, the difference. All right. I'm excited that, to see this. Um, yeah. That perspective is everything. And that, um, yeah, it's cool. All right. Life is well, good. I think we're definitely yeah, we going to have, have to have a follow-up. Make it better and better. Yes. Totally have to have a follow-up and yeah. really appreciate this was a great one. Cool, yeah, thanks. This is, is going to help a lot of people. I know. Yeah, I, I passed you guys hard, difficult test. Yes, we're definitely gonna have to have a follow. up And Maddie, yes. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very envious of you because I didn't get into Georgetown. I'm very upset that you went to Georgetown. I think. Ah, Georgetown. Georgetown's the best school in the world. I mean, I <laughs> I, in the in in so I got into Wake Forest, right, which is nice. near Georgetown. Um, Nearish, but, yeah. So I, I had applied to all of my university, all my colleges. Thank gosh, I had applied to all my schools prior to my injury. That's yeah, that's very lucky. So, um, yeah, and then I feel so bad for my parents. They were the ones who had to open my acceptance letters because I was in a coma oh at the God. time. And so I had gotten into Wake Forest and William and Mary and then Miami. And I went to visit all three schools again in, from in a wheelchair over the mm-hmm. course of the next couple of months. And um, it was really interesting that. Miami, by leaps and bounds, the students at least they I felt so embraced in a wheelchair at the school. It was really yeah, it was it was a different kind of um, way of grading the different colleges. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It ended up working out really well because it brought me to the city of Miami, which I love. And like you That's said, you embrace the journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, hey, life is good. Life is 